obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring, you know, our gold medals to to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area. And you could feel that there at that game. Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports Without the Politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. And welcome to episode 322 of Sports on the Hill podcast. Um, uh, sorry, it's episode 323. I just realized I never edited my Twitch. Um this is going to be a live Caps uh, pregame show. We're also going to be talking about the Wizards uh, who are playing uh, currently, and we'll be doing a postgame show for them. And then in between all of that, we've got the Commanders who have a lot of uh, breaking news uh, to talk about uh, today and also a terrible, terrible loss on Thanksgiving uh, to the Cowboys that I'll unfortunately have to go through. Uh, but I'm excited that the Ravens got a big win. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, this live uh, game Monday Night Football, the Bears are up 3 nothing, uh over the Vikings. Uh, so three sports games we're watching, three different sports. Um, and we've got a ton of great commentators on tonight's show, including one who went to one of the games we'll talk about. And I think I have it rigged up where we can show live footage uh, that she shot of the game. Uh, we're going to bring her in first. Uh, how are you doing tonight, C4? I'm doing good. Um glad to be back and uh looking forward to hearing talking with Casey actually in person so to speak so I'm yeah. excited it should be fun. Yeah, Casey's uh, been on the show a bunch of times in the past, um, uh, but uh, uh, this is, I think, his first time uh, this season, um, and uh, I'm going to do a little Casey shout out. Um, also, when I update the Facebook links in a little bit, um, they'll have a link to some of his stuff as well. Uh, he's known as Titan Rising KM on Twitch here, uh, so uh, shout out to him uh, over on Twitch. But Casey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Finest frog here split four ways, as they say. I have no idea what you just said, but sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that's awesome. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, Casey's been a big fan of the different DC sports teams. Um, I see that he's repping a commander's hat uh, and he's uh, watching a little bit of this Wizards game alongside of me, uh, as well as a, a big time Caps fan. So I'm excited uh, to have Casey back on. And then the next person we're going to bring in is Gil. Uh, the host of the Power Play Point podcast, uh, the Blue Liner on Point himself. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Gil? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, not excited to uh, have be having to stay up late for a West Coast game, but 
comes with the uh, the job we all don't get paid for, I guess. So it's it's true, and at least uh, you get to wait up with friends uh, on tonight's show. So that's that's you know, very true. That's yeah. very true. So it's so, it uh, takes takes a lot of the pain away. That's that's for sure. Yeah, because I hate that agony of having to wait for ten o'clock to come on, and um, uh, and tonight's is ten thirty, right? Is that correct? I think that's, that's correct. Ten thirty yeah. puck drop. So that'll start during our Wizards coverage um, uh, tonight, but we will be giving um, a live um, uh, look in on that game as well. Sorry, I'm editing the podcast that Facebook so rudely doesn't let me have enough characters anymore. Um, Anyway, but uh, Gil, while I edit this uh, podcast, uh, let people know what happened on your podcast this week. Um, Yeah, it's uh, so uh, Anna's actually taking off next week. Uh, So uh, this is, um, this is the last one for her before, um, or one of the last ones she's going to be on before the year is out. Um, uh, we talk about the two games that were played, uh, and a little bit of, uh, how Thanksgiving went for us sort of. And, uh, but mainly, uh, how the, how the games were played. Of course, we always recap the games and, uh, some discussion about the, uh, potential health of TJ Oshie, um, and uh, yeah, just kind of a, a spoiler alert, a kind of a warning as, as far as that goes uh, for that as well. So uh, yeah, it's all on our uh, latest episode, number 237 in our uh, in our uh, bank account. And uh, yeah, it's it's out now. So I hope everybody enjoys it. I can't believe that you're, you know, in the 200s and this is episode uh, 323. And, you know, it's just it's exciting. And uh it's cool to have been able to document so much of the Capitals' history over these last, you know, six years or so, um, and uh, I'm excited to break down uh, this week as well. Um, while I continue to share this out to a couple of different groups, uh, Gil, do you have the scores of the two games in front of you? Uh, which ones? The NHL games? Yeah, the two last two Capitals I games. Can, well, the last two Caps games. Yeah, I can bring those up. Um, so the last, the most recent game, of course, was against the Oilers. Yeah, uh, but on... we got to go back to the one before that, I think. Is oh, little... oh, right, right. So the one before that, of course, was the one against Buffalo on Wednesday, the 22nd. And that was a 4-3 victory in overtime. And uh, did you want me to run down the, uh, the score sheet on that one as well? Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Okay, so... All right, so the uh, game started with a goal at, or the scoring started rather with a goal at uh, 10.09 of the first. Uh, J.J. Paterka, his eighth, uh, opened the scoring. Uh, Yostin Olison on the assists on that one. Um, I'll let you be the judge if you're watching the replay, but I say Kemper was more or less kind of screened and the defensive coverage was uh, more than a bit shoddy on that one. And uh, so... Uh, but, you know, pick your poison uh, goalie's fault as uh, a lot of people tend to lean and or defense uh, a little of both. But now Caps find themselves behind again uh, early on in the game. And then uh, uh, nearly six minutes later, Zach Benson, uh, the 18 year old. Um, oh, well, he's a he's a he's a he's a phenom. We can say it. Um, his first ever career goal. And uh, this one. Um, this one was, uh, yeah, this, this one was, uh, in the toilet cause it was filthy dirty. Um, yeah, uh, between the legs, nothing Kemper could do about it. Uh, even if he tried to poke check, he never would have gotten it. 
Uh, nice, nice goal. I hope everybody catches a replay on it. Victor Olson, another assist on that one, uh, finds him coming out of the corner. And uh, next thing you know, it's 2 nothing Sabres. And then uh, a minute later, or thereabouts, who should score but uh, Alexander Alexeyev, who was on the ice for the first goal, um, his first ever career NHL goal. Dowd and, Dowd and uh, Van Riemsdyk on the assists on that one, just uh, kind of sort of a seeing-eye goal uh, from the point. And then um, the one that really broke it open was TJ Oshie at 7.50 of the second, his first of the year. So we finally get to hear Country Roads and uh, assist from McMichael. And that was, again, at 7.50 of the second. That tied the game. Um, Caps would fall behind again a little bit uh, a little bit later, about, uh, I want to say about eight minutes later. Um, Dylan Cousins, Rasmus Dahlin, Casey Middlestat with the assists on that one, 3-2 on the power play. And this was part of an extended series of penalties that the uh, Capitals found themselves getting. Um, Again, I'll leave you to comment on the officiating if, if you want. Um, you who's listening to this and watching this podcast, uh, we already made our commentary on the episode. But uh, Caps are down again. Uh, and this was the tail end of a, actually a five on three that they uh, or three on five that they found themselves on. And then um, the clincher with uh, 15 seconds before the McNugget minute. Um, Tom Wilson, his fourth. Uh, blasts a shot past uh, uh, Levi, the goalie, the Sabres goalie. Stroman Carlson on the assists on that one, uh, just past the stick side of Levi. So ties it up with a minute 15 to go. And then on to overtime, where Dylan Strom puts it away with eight seconds remaining in the extra session. Uh, Carlson, uh, with the breakout, finds Strom uh, on the wing um, across the red line. Milano was actually on his left wing uh, on this play. Uh, it was a beautiful goal. He head faked a pass to Milano, uh, and it looked like for a second he was actually going to complete the pass, but he kept it and uh, just moved his body enough to to kind of put a little bit of a spin on the shot and get it past Levi for the game winner. 452 overtime, so two points more in the bank for our Washington Capitals. Um, yeah, so, so for one- this one, I, I was really excited because this was the game we thought was going to be the trap game. And it turns out that we were a little bit early on on, on that prediction. Yeah. But um, I, I'm happy to see that they d- had fight in them and that they didn't give up when they were down. Um, and the, the resilience factor, uh, the goal was really beautiful um, You know, by Tom Wilson. I have to admit that I was actually – um, with family uh, during uh, that game, uh, but uh, it, it was, I, I was very excited. I wore my Tom Wilson jersey, and when I got out of uh, the movie, um, I was happy to see that he had won it, or not won it, but tied it so that way we could win it, um, and uh, I want to get Casey's quick thoughts on uh, that game, um, and then I want to get C4's thoughts, of course, uh, going to it. So I've got a moment of a story time here. Okay. This turd is named <laughs> Oshi Alexander Wilson. <laughs> and he made me miss the TJ Oshi go. <laughs> Stop, Kingsley. <laughs> Kingsley. <laughs> but. Wait. Okay, cool. 
Sorry. I grabbed the cat. The dog decides to bark. Okay. I, we're going to fight. <laughs> I love back. it. We, we all have animals. You know, you know, we got, you know, I've got Lily over there camping out, you know, so, you know, there's, there's animals all over the, the podcast. There, there's um, a cat under my Christmas tree over. <laughs> nice. Yes. Mine just um, went hiding. Okay. Let's try this again. <laughs> I'm not sure where the other two so, are. So yes. I'm watching the game. It's the first one I've had a chance to really sit down and watch like in its entirety in a while. I was like really excited about it. So I'm sitting there and I get up and go take a break during one of our time, like go to the bathroom during one of the timeouts. And I come back and I'm like, man, this timeout's going on forever. Why are they showing like a mini documentary on baseball? And I sat there and Kaylee goes, why are you not watching the game? And I'm like, what? And she goes, TJ Oshie, like your phone just said Oshie scored. And I was like, are you kidding me? And like lost my mind. Cause I waited all season. Cause oh, she's my guy. Oh but, no. And the dog changed the channel on you. Yeah. The cat. Or the cat. O. Alexander oh, Wilson. The cat changed. That's so funny. I guess that's a benefit of not using YouTube TV is that like, that doesn't happen as often anymore, but uh, yeah. Oh, but, that's, that's brutal. I'm sorry that you missed it, but I'm happy overall, that it happened. Yeah. Overall, that game was absolutely a blast to watch. And mm-hmm. it's it's the thing that I mentioned when I was on, on the roundtable with Gil a few weeks ago. You see something in these players that remind <laughs> us of what we love about our Caps, and it's that they have the heart and they fight. They're gritty. Like, we know we're going to win a lot of games. 3-2, 4-3, 2-1. Uh, you might occasionally get a 4-2. But it's not going to be these blowout wins. We're not looking at doing what, you know, spoiler alert, Edmonton does to us. Um, But, you know, I looked at it, We've including the Edmonton game, we were 9, and nine of 12 <laughs> for a group that people had counted out, and that's really impressive. And, yeah, some of those games went to overtime, but we have – this team has a ton of heart – and they're going to fight and seeing contributions from our future, Alexiev and Wilson and Strom, it just kind of should excite us as a fan base that there's going to still be a lot of things to cheer about in the coming years. And you know, it's that's the I, game that I think about the game that C4 Gill and I saw together. You know, we had three points from that young, you know, line, you know, plus right. three. And that was a great example of, you know, I was upset that Kuzi wasn't playing, but then it shuffled the lines and we got to see some of the youth work together. And it was, it obviously worked out pretty well. And yeah, Hendricks Lapierre was absolutely outstanding in that game. And it just further cemented my love of Hendricks Lapierre. The name in and of itself is like just fantastic. So, I, I agree. Okay, I'm gonna turn on. I'm gonna test something real quickly and see if this works. And see if this works. Hold on, let me turn off. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I think that I got it to work. Let me make the, you guys just a little bit bigger in the Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's warm ups. Yeah, uh, this is the warm ups one. So, um. I can try to see if this will just play through. Uh, but I thought that you could voice over and, and talk a little bit about going to the game uh, C4 while uh, we showed some footage of. It was it was a lot of fun to watch that game in person. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the rest later. They were, let's just say, to be polite, they were not good. Um, 
Marcus would be far less polite than I am. <laughs> but uh, it was, yeah, they made it interesting at some point. And that power play goal probably should would never have happened if the refs had made the right calls or hadn't. But anyway. Um, but yeah, the best part, though, was towards the end. Buffalo was up, what, 3-2. And they're starting to do that. Oh, whatever it is from the bill that made me want to shout that the Buffalo Bills song, you know, they might want to shout. So they're starting to do that for the Sabres. And all of a sudden, bam, Tom Wilson scores dead silence from every Bills fan around us for the rest of the game or Sabres fan. See what you got me doing? Sabres fan for the rest of the game. This is the end of the scrap. Yeah, that was the tail end of the of the, the scrap where I believe Tommy went he in. He hasn't played a game since that happened. He hasn't played a game since that happened? Oh, okay. And Carly, he hasn't played that game since that happened. She's a Sabres fan. So anyway, so as you can see, we were up in the nosebleeds. This is after the game. Um, three stars in the night. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but like I said, the best part of the night was they were the Bills fans. and There were actually quite a lot of Bills fans there. Sabres fans. Jeez, peas, it's hockey, not football. <laughs> At least I got our team name right. But they were, it's a song. It's well, the chances of you being a Bills fan and a Sabres fan are very, very Well, low. that's true. So there were a lot of the other team's fans there. Let's put it that way. There we go. The other team's fans there making all kinds of noise, talking crap and stuff. And then Wilson makes that, scores that tying goal and they just they were not a, they were actually quiet. they were the dead entire overtime silent the quiet. rest of the game oh. all the way to overtime it was great did anyone rise them at the end like and be like yeah. what, what happened um yeah that one right there <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of sabers fans behind us that i that i gave that, that they started chanting the guy was even yelling at me he's like oh your team sucks and then wilson scored and he was quiet the rest of the game oh <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic um so, I, feel like, I feel like we should introduce marcus he's been on the show now for a while and um you're hearing the, the uh, voice stylings of marcus uh there um they do a podcast together i'll let you guys give a quick shout out to it if you'd like uh thanks uh, robbie um uh, we'd love to have you on there eventually Gil, yeah. Gil's been on there already twice. Yeah, we'd nice. like to have Casey on there Actually, too. go see episode two. We actually did episode two on Saturday. We actually talked about the game against Buffalo. We also talked about Edmonton and the possibility of T.J. Oshie retiring, which it's now likely looking closer and closer like it might happen because now they just put him on injured reserve. So he's probably going to be gone for a while, and I wouldn't be shocked by the end of the season he hangs the skates up. I really yeah. don't. Oh, we, that's, yeah, so that's we, we tend brutal. to talk – yeah. yeah, we it's, talk more about we talk about the games, but we also talk about the prospects. We talk about the future. We talk. Shout about, out to my boy Ryan Leonard. Yeah, <laughs> we talk about um, you know the, what we see the Caps doing as a whole, as opposed to game by game. So, and me and Gil have gone in in very deep. Yeah, the last two episodes. So. Yeah, I, I'm just along. You know, I'm just the pretty With face on the team. What the team's going to look like by season end? I think our defense is going to be one of the teams. We're going to be one of the teams that no one wants to play. Yeah. We're going to score two goals a game, and we're still going to find a way to win two to one, mm-hmm. one nothing, three to two, and they're going to just be frustrating. We kind of saw that against Columbus 
in yeah. that third period after they made it 4-3. We kind of made it difficult for them to get in the zone. We've seen it in spurts this season so far. The Vegas game, we looked really good in defense towards the end of that that, that game. Charlie Lundgren did save our butts in that game, but I, I just feel like towards the end of the third period, we were we completely frustrated Vegas, and they haven't recovered since. I mean, Vegas has not looked good Damn. since they've lost to us. What? Columbus beat the Bruins yeah, five Columbus to one. one. Yeah. Five to one. Yeah, I, I see that. Either. Yeah, so, I mean, all the teams. Yeah, I can't believe that the Buffalo leads the Rangers five one. That's crazy. Oh, five one. Is it yeah. five one now? That's what at least the score bot just said, but I don't it's know. Two one. Uh, Avalanche is up one nothing. Yeah. Panthers so, are up three nothing. Yeah. Five one Sabers. Is it five one Sabers? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I'd be surprised the scorebot was like that far off, but you know it's a, it's a robot but giving me updates. So. I did I did predict that the Sabers would be our trap game. It was almost our trap game. We almost lost a minute and fifteen seconds away from losing that game. We never should have lost that game. But like that game was so frustrating. Uh, they called McMichael for slashing for love tapping one of the players, but then before that, during the same play. Carlson got high staked at the blue line. And then on the other side, I don't know who it was, but one of our players was slammed in the boards head first. And they, and they call a, a, a little love tap on McMichael. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's a, another discussion. I yeah. guess right now I'm a fan of anybody that's beating the Rangers because, you know, the Caps are my favorite team, but whoever beats the Crapsburg flightless cold birds and the Rangers. I'm, you know, kind of like them too. So. The flightless yeah. cold birds is that what you said? <laughs> Crapsburg flightless cold birds. I will not Casey, use their name. Casey, me, me, and me and Gil have a have a different name. It's not appropriate, but we have a different name for for the penguins. We have a different name for the penguins. It's, hey, I won't even say the animal. I won't even say the animal anymore. <laughs> it's not a because we have the name for Pittsburgh because there's a reason why we call it that because right. of the river. But yeah, <laughs> no. I absolutely cannot handle it. But, you know, like I said, I dislike three teams. One team kind of is a lot. It's like 1A, 1B, and then it's like the distant third. The distant third's brewing just because that was that first set of games I watched. But I hated the Rangers because that was like – that was what got me into hockey was that the game was – like I said, we were alluding to it early, Tommy and Artemi Panarin where don't be an idiot and jump on somebody's back and then act like a crybaby. You know, you ain't got a bucket on, get off the ice. For sure. You, you put yourself in a position. I don't care how much we want to whine about it. And then the fight, well, like I said, the the three fight, you're the three fights to start and the TJ Oshie hat trick after coming back after the loss of coach, like all of that together was just that that just cemented who I was as a fan. Yeah. Um for sure. So, but yeah, we'll not say Crapsburg's name at all. Uh, and I have a friend, like my assistant coach in wrestling is actually a Craftsburg fan. So, Carl Hagen, yeah. Um, well, I'm happy to see that the, the Wizards were able to win uh, their game. So that's good. Um, they did not collapse while we were on stream. Yeah, it was it's the first time that they haven't. So that I appreciate that. I think that's their third win on the season. Uh, so, yeah, it's I'm trying to get the the final play here see uh what i missed there but um yeah they they at least played yeah pretty well um so um 
Yeah. All right, let's get into Gil. Just quickly break down the um the Edmonton game and what went wrong. I'll be honest, I didn't get to watch it, so I'm gonna get most of your guys' takes. On yes, it. very very quickly, what went wrong? Um, you name it, everything, it all went wrong. No, there was no good to the, nothing, nothing good about this game. It stunk. All twenty players, even the backup goalie, managed to find a way to stink because. <laughs> yeah, it, it was that <laughs> awful to watch. Um, yeah, that I, that's all I have to say about it. It's they lost to the third, second, third worst team in the league right now, and they because they were not prepared to play this game at all. And mm-hmm. I don't know what else. I don't know what else I can say about it, but that it was just sixty minutes of bad. There's there's not much to say that's good. But I will say this: we were due for a game like this. Probably, yeah. The law, the law mm-hmm. of averages tells you that we're going to have a stinker that comes up every so often. And like I said, we had been on, we had lost two games in eleven. Like that's that's just for a team of our caliber, the way that we have to play, the way we have to fight, the way we have to scrap. Statistics. History, none of that says that we should have been, you know, nine nine of 11. And so we were due, in my opinion. I I hate to say it, but we were due. Uh, It it stings a little because it was against that team that has been in such disarray for a while. But, yeah, uh, they, yeah, that team was due. Um, They'd been playing uh, over and above their heads for the last 10, 11 games. So yeah, it, it makes sense that, uh, you know, the loss comes and uh, previews of coming attractions. The opponents are only going to get tougher from here on out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but as, I mean, as long as they bring the effort because they didn't not really not this game. So now how they, how they respond tonight will be how I really feel about that Edmonton game. If they yes. come out tonight, and they have good response, and they put up a great effort. And, you know, don't shoot me for this. They can lose, but if they look good in a loss and they scrap the whole way, I'm going to be more impressed with that. I'm predicting feel- that we're not losing tonight. We're not losing tonight. Yeah, well, my point is we better actually win the whole game. So I stay up all the way through this thing and <laughs> they better lose it at the By very last period. Team. I'm going to be very pissed tomorrow. I just – I just coming from this life change where I'm now a coach of something, I have different perspectives when I look at these things now because I'm like, you know, it's how how would I want my wrestlers to respond to a bad loss? It's like, you know, you can go o two, but if you made changes and you look better and you come closer in the second loss after a blowout, I'm gonna be happier with you than you know, you go out there and you get blown out twice. Right. No, I, right. I get that. I used to coach soccer. I understand that. Like, you know, we, we have to see progression and you want to have players learn the position and at least, you know, some years aren't going to be the year you win at all, but can you build on the previous year's accomplishments? Can you try to build game to game? You know, it's, it's important to progress, especially, you know, a lot of people didn't even have us making the playoffs this year. So, you know, we're already somewhat punching above, where people expected us to be. So right. utilize that. Use the 
youth and take advantage of these opportunities. You know, it's unfortunate that a lot of these older players are getting injured and going on IR, but it opens up doors for some of these younger players to get playing time and to show us what they got. And you know, I think awesome. that's important. So, uh, um, Gil, what are some of your thoughts on the Sharks? Um, well, it's, you know, they're, they're still the bottom feeders, pun intended, of the league right now. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, it's a win is expected. Should it be expected? No, um, because as has been pointed out, um, this team is not talented enough to uh, go in to expect a win. Um, you can go in with confidence. You should you should not go in expecting a win against any team in, in the league right now, especially not this team the way it's built because they're going to have to outwork all of their opponents. uh, Like Casey mentioned a few times just now. Uh, And that that's is, that is rapidly becoming their character, their identity. That's the thing that's been missing. They, they don't, they really haven't gotten a beat on who they are yet, but that's all coming together in the fact that they're, they're scrapping, they're working hard. They're doing all the little things, winning all the little battles that lead up to the win. And as long as they keep that up, uh, I'm not going to say I would be disappointed with a loss, but I would be even more disappointed if they don't come out with the proper response. Right. So just for people who might not be following the San Jose Sharks, uh, they've lost six out of their last eight. Uh, They lost a a series against Vegas, Anaheim, Florida, dating back. And then they were able to beat St. Louis. Then they lost at Vancouver, at Seattle, and then lost a home game versus Montreal. Uh, then the second game in that homestand, they were able to beat Vancouver. And then we are the last game of this homestand before they go to Boston on Thursday. So, you know, for them, it's a, an important game to try to get some win and some momentum going on, you know, a road you know, trip. So it's definitely not an easy game. And, you know, it's one that we're going to have to take very seriously. Uh, they could also. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. They could also be just like we were thinking about the home or moving on to traveling, going to other places, overlooking what this game is. There yep. may be something to be said for that. So, you know, we'll see. I'm calling it now. I'm telling it now. We're going to win this game, and it's not even going to be close. You think we're going to win by more than two goals? Yeah, I think. Well, Ovi made a comment about the Edmonton game. He was pissed. He was not happy about it, and I think they're going to come out in this game and they're going to take out their frustrations on San Jose. Yeah, especially since the San Jose gave us such a hard time last time. We made that game harder than it had to be. Yeah, so We all played them all game, though. That's the thing. Yeah. My, my yes. only fear is when they get aggressive like this, and you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I've watched this stat for three years now. If the Capitals hits are significantly higher than their opponent, we lose it every time. Well, you didn't watch which run. which makes sense yeah. because the hit count if the hit counts higher that means you don't have the puck that yeah. means you're right. going after the puck so you're not possessing and if you're not in possession you're not creating chances you're not creating chances you're not scoring do i right. need to go on no yeah. yeah. we got it in, in a sense though yes skill but also in 2018's example against tampa bay we hit the more than we had the puck and we we weakened we took down tampa by checking and checking is a big part of the game. So if we're checking, wearing them down, wearing them down. That's that's part of our game. That's what makes us so successful in the past. We're able to throw the body. We're able to 
and hitting the hitting hitting players and hitting the other team's players, creating chances. They create chances. You're in the defense. You're in the offensive zone. The defender has the puck. You knock him down. You get the puck and you have a two on one situation. You have a one timer situation. So yes, in a sense, yeah, it it also it does has the negatives and positives. But in my opinion, I think it's more positive to use the body because you create more chances through doing that. You also wear the team down, especially when it comes to playoffs. You have to do that. Like the teams that hit the hard the most tend to go far in the playoffs. I'm not I'm not saying when our hits aren't relatively close. I'm saying when we're winning by like we're winning the hit department. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're hits. saying. When we're winning by 10 hits, it's like I've I've often sat back and I've been like, okay. There's moments that we're almost too aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're having to play aggressive because we've went in and we've made some silly mistake, lost the puck. They come back and retaliate with a hit. We try to go back down and we're making those same mistakes. It's whenever we get so astronomically high compared to the other team. It's like that's what we're focused on and it's, and it's not playing with our head on our shoulders. Yeah, yeah, I see that. That makes sense. And built building on that point, that all goes into the chasing the game mentality, which the Caps never do. The, they never do that well. When they end up chasing the game, How in the world they lose. Florida get a nine minute power play. Ten minutes. That app, I've seen that before. That that are you looking at the app? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I think I saw Damn one it. game that that a team got a fifteen minute power play once <laughs> so the the makers of that app have uh some Sorry, work I didn't to do yeah no it, it's all right like, <laughs> it so hard. i i hate to shorten this but Being a, a bunch of things have happened one is that facebook is on my shit list because they've now <laughs> sent, sent me uh sent our show off air a while ago said that it was spam because i shared it to a bunch of caps groups saying come join what? us while we're uh waiting for the game to start and they're like well your deceptive practices and so, yeah, it's making me not want to. He's scamming. He's a scammer. A spam. I'm a scammer. <laughs> Don't come listen to us. So, luckily, I set a separate recording. Um, I will obviously share this to um, a bunch of other different, you know, sources uh, on my YouTube channel. It's we're still live on Twitch, um, but it's very frustrating. Uh, but I am gonna have to switch to football because I haven't been paying attention to the time uh, as much as I should be, and I have other guests on the line. But I really appreciate all of you guys. For helping me break it down and we will um you know clip up the hockey segment and release it later or, you know something you know to that effect this is why i record things three different ways you know some people think that i'm crazy but facebook um and i think i shared it too fast but you know i'm trying to have a conversation with you guys i don't want to be sitting there coming up with different language for every share that i'm going to be doing you know and uh, i guess i'm in too many caps groups and well, uh, even ones that I moderate, but don't um, you love that the pl the social media platform that was literally designed for us to peer to peer share and promote business is now saying that you're spamming because you're promoting your podcast. Yeah, right. It's it's pretty bullshit, and um, it makes me not want to be on Facebook. We started on Facebook. We have our biggest following on Facebook. It's why I stay on Facebook. But honestly, week to week, they make some fucked up decisions. Damn, and, Mark Zuckerberg. I know he he. he it's pretty much <laughs> ass, and it sucks because. You know, I've met all of you guys through Facebook, right? So, like, right. without Facebook, none of us would have met. So, you know, but at the same time, I, I might be just done with it. And um, it, it is what it is. But I definitely want to give quick shout outs. Uh, go check out Casey's uh, podcast uh, or his, his show on Twitch. Um, uh, I know he's taking a bit of a break, but he might be doing a little bit more when uh, every, every when Tuesday night. Happens. 
Tuesday night? Every, every Tuesday night. If you're into pro wrestling, we have a weird little created world where we've made our own company and all original characters and we put on an actual show just like you would see Every for WWE or AEW or anything on Tuesday nights. So nice. uh, we actually have two this week, one on Thursday because we're making up uh, where we took <laughs> off for Thanksgiving. Cool. Titan Rising What's the name of it? It's Titan Rising KM. I just put it in chat and I will put it in all the links for our podcast stuff when we release the audio podcast and the YouTube videos later. And, we happen and... to have pro wrestling on. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Hurt, who's just joining us right now, is a big pro wrestling fan as well. See you, um... punk. punk. <laughs> can, you, can you hear me? Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no Casey, um, I, I'm going to get with you about that because. Uh, you say you have your own pro wrestling company? Okay, so it's we do everything through 2K23. We made our own made-up company with all made-up characters and put on. We have our own arenas. We don't use anything like no WWE Trons, none of that stuff. We make everything our own and completely tell our own story. We book our own cards, gotcha. do all of our own graphics. It's called Titans of the Ring every Tuesday night. Uh, this week's at six. Most weeks we're at seven due to just uh, scheduling stuff. But we got so much that we have to get done this week. Okay, yeah, add me. I'm 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 a member of PWR. I don't know if you heard of it. I'm an e fetter, a big yeah. time e fetter. I'm exclusive to PWR. Definitely add me anyway, so I can check you guys out. Will do. Uh, what's your name on Twitch? Uh, you guys are in the same group chat, actually. Uh, it's uh, Brian oh, Carr cool. on Twitch. Yeah, so sure. on, on Facebook, rather. Um, let me just uh, quickly say, everyone go check out Gil on the Power Play po um, uh, Point podcast. Uh, I just put the links in uh, chat for there. Um, but you can always find it on our website, sportsothp.com, podcast partners. Check out Gil's stuff there. I will also share in the links uh, the podcast that they're doing with C4. Um, and Marcus, thank you for joining us as well. Um, I don't have time for full send-offs, but I just want to thank okay. you guys all for uh, being on the show, as always, and we'll definitely talk more hockey next week and uh, exciting West Coast uh, road trip coming up, and uh, hopefully the Caps can get some wins. And hopefully I can stay awake for all of them. Yeah, well, sounds good. I probably okay. won't, but... <laughs> Frappuccino time. <laughs> yeah, there we good. go. No, all right. it's all about that monster energy drink. Oh God! No, I'll be up for three days. Just six drink... cans of Monster Energy drink. Let's go. I drink <laughs> one of those child. for three days, man. Uh, well, thank you guys so oh, much, um, Robbie. I yeah. got I got striked for sharing your video. Yep, yep. I saw that. Oh, yeah. Um, it. Yeah, I hate Facebook so much right now. But anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to keep somewhat of composure. But um, they are definitely. I mean, they've been fucking C three three for forever. Um. This is only the second time that they've messed with me in, in the eight years, but it, it's becoming tough. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining me the hockey. Hope you guys enjoy the game uh, later. Um, we'll definitely be covering it in our last segment as well, but hope you guys all have a great night. Thanks, Robbie. Right. We'll Thanks, talk Robbie. Soon. Night. Good Thanks night. for having me on. Really appreciate it. Have yes, a good night, guys. Thank you. All right, guys. All right, have a good one. Um, all right, so I'm going to switch over to our uh, NFL graphics. Um yeah, it sort of threw me for a loop there, right in the middle of our conversation, where I'm like getting all these alerts about how I'm breaking all these rules. Um, I rules. just, I just got one as well because I shared, uh, I shared spam apparently. Right. Yeah. Your spam, but it's cool. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll figure it out. 
Yeah, we'll get there. Anyway, it, it is what it is. It's not like Facebook's ever making me any money anyway. So like, right. you know, it's, it is, it is what it is. All right, let's get into the business at hand. I know we have a short amount of time with you tonight. Um, a lot of big news happening. Obviously the storyline is we lost to the Cowboys, yada, yada, yada. Don't really care about that so much. Uh, the big one, the thing that we've been calling for, for weeks finally happened. Um, defensive coach, for the commanders fired defensive backs coach for the commanders fired. You know, we've been talking about Del Rio should have been fired for quite some time now. Um, what is your immediate reaction to the news and our head coach taking over defensive responsibilities? Something had to happen. A lamb had to be sacrificed. And um, it was weird because I, I just, I knew that Rivera was getting fired. I'm like, Rivera's out of here. And then I was sitting, I was sitting in the suite watching the game of the Giants debacle. And all I could think to myself was, ah, he can't fire him because it's a short week. It's a short week. What you gotta do is you gotta wait until Black Friday. Let us go to Dallas, lose to Dallas, fire him, and then give EB, you know, 10 days to set up. Like that's that's what's so I wasn't even thinking. I, I was sure about it. Then uh, Josh Harris leaked out that he was not going to fire Rivera. At that point, I knew it was going to be Del Rio. I said, Del Rio's out of here. He's gone. You can't really fire him after the Giants' performance. But that second to last touchdown against Dallas, I said, that was the nail in the coffin. Del Rio's out of here. I don't know who takes over his uh, defensive coordinator. I'm thinking maybe Ryan Kerrigan. Some on the defense, but he he's gone. This we know. So when it happened, it was like, eh. But at this point, it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything for me. It's it's Rivera. Rivera's got to go. The fact that players are leaking out, they don't want Eb as a coach, makes me want to see Eb as coach. Because like I said, when Jay Gruden got fired, any player that's on a losing team, on a team that's losing as badly as we are, and they're happy with the coach, I'm not happy with the players. So for them to say, oh, no, he's we, we don't want EB, we, we're fine. Like, you're not fine. You're not fine. This isn't fine. What's happening isn't fine. Where's Dan Snyder at? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. Well, so, sorry. Excuse, but... excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because let's we we blame ownership for everything that goes bad. It's always it's always Dan's fault. And um, you know, everyone thought things were gonna magically change when he was gone. We we're gonna magically stop getting bullshit calls and everything was gonna be it's not fine. Um I don't have a problem with Josh Harris's approach. I don't have a problem with his, you know, let's just get the best draft pick we can approach, which is what it looks like. Because at the end of the day, like I said before, $90 million, five picks in the top 100, is going to be very attractive to whoever the new GM is when the season is over. I hope they split that also. Have separate GM. That GM helps facilitate who the coach is. I mean... That's how it should happen. Right. So I think that's why they're letting him stay out the year... But the problem is then you get on the coaching carousel towards the end, you know, instead of towards the beginning. So it's, it's a dangerous – I understand why you want to set up 
the dominoes to fall that way. That is how most good institutions run things. But I, I worry that, you know, we got to get the right coach and the right GM and they got to work together, you know? So it, and they've got to be that, that match that we need uh, to be successful going forward. Um, Cause you think of all the great ones that have done it. I think of Baltimore as a well-constructed team with a GM, you know, and a coach and, you know, worked well together and, you know, got on the same page, especially de- defensively and things like that. So we just, we got to see some of that for me. I, I kind of agree with you. I really want to see what EB has as a head coach. You know, you get a free trial period. Why do you, why do you not take it? I mean, I guess on doing it this way is he is going to call his own defensive plays. And so you don't have to get another defensive coach. But yeah, yeah, that, that that would be number one. And if you're putting him down as head coach, he's gonna want to pick his own staff. He's gonna wanna run things his own way. I, I did hear, as most of us heard, um, that there was an argument between Del Rio and Eric Bienemy during the Dallas game. It was not on camera in Dallas, but I heard that they got into it pretty heavy, and that Jonathan Allen people thought that Jonathan Allen was the one arguing, but he might have been breaking it up, but he wasn't. The players have been openly criticizing Jack Del Rio's defense. Uh, you know, St. Juice criticized the fact that they don't just run man-to-man. Um, the lack of blitzes have been criticized. I feel like we wasted we I, I don't understand. We uh we should have just made the change three weeks ago. I just we were calling for. I mean, after you lost to the Bears and the Giants, gone. Like why why did he have to lose to the Giants twice to be gone? Like why uh the season could have been saved. There's been so many close games, so many close games. And you know, more importantly for me, you wasted that defensive line talent. You wasted it, and to see us blitzing, to see Del Rio begrudgingly blitzing, which is what he's been doing. He's been, because he hates blitzing. He's been begrudgingly blitzing. And all I can think to myself is, had you blitzed like this when you had Chase Young, when you had um, Montez Sweat, along with Allen and Payne, this defense looks different. This team looks different. But you wanted to be Del Rio. And, and you know, it's a, it's a shame. Yeah, it's just so frustrating. This whole season has been extremely frustrating because we were so close. My prediction when the season started, we'd come out at Seattle game with a win. We'd be at 500. We'd go on a tear. We'd use momentum of that to go on a big run for the rest of the season. And if we had the defense intact, and we'd won some of those close games at the beginning of the season. All of that was possible. And oh, it man. just... And it just all fell apart. And it's just very frustrating as a fan of this team uh, just to watch a couple of games where I was just, I had both kids asleep and I was at the TV and it was a perfect moment. And just to watch that Giants game that you had to go to in person, but it's just like, oh, it it was brutal. And the Dallas game, I I had to turn it off, man. Like I was at dinner. Luckily, I have YouTube TV, so I was watching it. But I'm like, at what? It's like, yay, technology lets me watch this at a nice dinner. But like, do I want to? You know, like, it's just like, it's not, you know, I just, I should focus on my family and things that matter and not this sorry ass football team. You know, like, it's just that 45. I I absolutely left my mother's house. But, you know, my play was, you know, I work nights. So my plan was, you know, watch the game, get a little sleep at my mother's house, and then go into work. Uh, 
And in the middle of the third quarter, I'm like, man, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and head home. Go home and get some sleep. Cause why? Why am I why am I here? Why am I doing this? You know, I got what I came for Thanksgiving. I didn't come for a victory by the Washington because I didn't believe it was gonna happen. I never believed it was gonna happen. I came for macaroni and cheese and ham because turkey's overrated, a little bit of stuffing, and I'm going home. That's it. That was it. Nice. Turkey's I'm happy, overrated. I'm happy we had so time with our family. And, yes, in 100%. Our defense overrated. Our offense still not run, running the correct plays. Like, not right. enough. Where the turkeys? Creative, where, right. Where, <laughs> where is Dan Snyder? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. Right. No, it's true. I, it's it's all very frustrating because I just – I understand it takes time to rebuild. We didn't have things in place early enough in the season, but it's just – I had so much higher expectations than this, but you know, maybe this is all for the best. You know, maybe you got to choke and you got to rebuild. And this finally gives us the excuse to push the button to reset the whole thing. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I, I thought we could be better than this. I thought Del Rio was better than this, but it just, you know, and then he just became a scapegoat because we all know who's the real person to blame. All right. Real last question before I let you go, uh, we have the dolphins coming up. Any thoughts? I mean, that's a much better team than us. I don't have any expectations of a win. Well, what do you want to see from this week? I honestly think the Dolphins game is more winnable than people believe. I think the Dolphins game is more winnable than people actually believe. I think... You double team Tariq Hill. You blitz to a. I, I think that game was winnable. We're not going to win because that's the goal anymore. But um, my goal would have been to see players fight. That was one thing about Rivera that he always had. The reason he never lost me was the players fought for him and they played hard for him. That's not happening anymore. It's not happening. They're not fighting for him. They're not playing hard for him. That's dead. So um, at this point, I'm looking to see how high we can get in the draft. And that's all I have to look forward to. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it frees up some of my Sundays. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, I don't know. It's just – it's it's hard because I just had such expectations for this season. I know that Where's Dan Snyder at? <laughs> I'll let you go try to find him. Uh, but, yeah, I'll uh, find him. I, I appreciate I it. And uh, we'll definitely have you back on in the next couple of weeks sometime after the bye. I don't know. Whenever you want to come, there's always a open spot for you to discuss this team. But, oof, a frustrating one. But I'm happy they finally at least pulled a trigger. And uh, Yes. And uh, it's a start. So we'll see what, what the ramifications are. So I appreciate your time as always. And uh, people go check out Life versus Life Edema. Um, I, I'll do the hurt command in chat since it doesn't matter if there's a link um, uh, on uh, Facebook since we're not there. Um, but yeah, go check out the link. The link's in the description if you're listening to the show notes or on our YouTube later. But uh, frustrating times for Washington sports fans. But I appreciate your time as always. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, I'm going to go see CM Punk later on. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely want to get Champ's thoughts on CM Punk for sure. So we'll, we'll definitely uh, get him in here. Um, it, it's uh, uh, a good crossover. Um, and uh, But I appreciate you and uh, have a good uh, night. All right, later on, y'all.
All right. Well, welcome in, champ, and uh, we'll also welcome in uh, in uh, Dujanay, um, uh, for this next segment. And uh, champ, uh, oh, you can hear how frustrated <laughs> I was in that segment uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, Facebook, you know, banning me for saying I'm a spanner. Uh, even that's how I met all you guys, and then all, all of my friends getting marked for spam because they were sharing it, and um, you know. Uh, I've done it eight years, done the same thing for eight years. Don't know me saying, come watch a hockey game or come hang out with us while we wait for a hockey game, how that's considered spam. Uh, but I clearly shared to too many groups too quickly. And uh, the Facebook overlords decided to hit me with a ban hammer. So, you know, fun times on Facebook land. Uh, but uh, we are live on Twitch. We will clip this up on Facebook, on uh, YouTube. I will probably release some of those videos maybe later on facebook too but anyway uh how are you doing tonight champ if gordon ramsey were talking about dc sports teams he would say why are these teams so shit <laughs> well except for the capitals but we we we, we get this you get the gist you get the gist yeah well, even the capitals lost five nothing to a shit team yeah you know, a couple of days ago so you know Ed edmonton dog walked this that was crazy yeah five nothing that wasn't good yeah and uh to, in about 30 minutes live, we'll actually have another hockey game um, be against the Sharks. Um, and uh, Monumental Sports has got all the sports tonight. They also had a Wizards game. The game has gone final. I did pause that score. So if you're watching live on Twitch, you can see that. We actually won a game that we started that we were winning when we started Yay! the podcast. They didn't choke it away for the first time this season. <laughs> so congratulations to the Wizards. Uh, not, only did they, not only did they win, but they secured 50% off on Papa John's tomorrow. So there you go. There you go. 126 to 107. An actual laugher of a game on top of it. This is, you know, Christmas from the Wizards. Uh, so uh, I think that's their third win of the season. And uh, yeah, well, we can at least celebrate that in a little bit in our Wizards segment. But um, and we also have got a game going on in the Monday Night Football game. A lot of field goals. 6-3 uh, uh, in this one. Uh, Bears are up. Over Garbage. <laughs> the Vikings with five minutes left in the third. Uh, we'll bring in Dujanay now. Uh, Dujanay, I know you were hearing some of what I was talking to uh, heard about. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we could get into the Dallas game. That's kind of that not that exciting. But uh, the big news, obviously, that we were talking about is a firing of the defensive backs coach and our defensive coordinator and our coach is the interim uh, defensive coordinator now. What are your thoughts on that news? Uh, first of all, I guess better late than never. Uh, I do not believe that uh, Jack is a scapegoat. I believe he is front and center part of the problem, uh, has been part of the problem for years. But again, loyalty, you know, Ron is. And the fact of the matter is, is that ownership pretty much, you know, he had to do something. So, uh, you know, I... I <laughs> I mean, what can you say? I mean, it, it should have happened a long time ago, um, especially if they what they what he deemed to be talking all season long about winning. Uh, it should have been done a long time ago. This offense has done enough in certain instances. Um, but here we are. So uh, he deserved it, but deserved it earlier. So um, see you later. Yeah, I'm happy they finally made the call, but it's just like. We've been asking for this for weeks. Right. Like, and oh. it should have happened at the Denver game. You know what I mean? It really should have. Um, yeah. He's had enough years here, and he's got 
you know, number one picks all over, first round draft picks all over that defense, and it's still producing the same way. Um, you know, you have to have a higher standard of excellence. And if that's what you believe in, then someone's got, you know, to feel the wrath of that. Because at the end of the day, the offense ha- has at times been producing and at least has been progressing. So, um, you know, he, he should have been gone a long time ago. But, I, you know, it is what it is. And finally, the fans get somebody's head on a platter. And it should have been his a long time ago. And I understand the defensive back uh, coach being fired as well. Uh, they've played pretty poorly. But at the same time, uh, I, you know, I, I think he was a guy that that Jack brought in as well. Um, but, you know, at the same time, scheme has a lot to do with why those guys are, are playing bad on the back end. Um, and I understand everybody's like, well, you know, they didn't give up these touchdowns. They didn't, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, um, when you have players and you trying to pigeonhole them into something that they're not good at, I mean, everybody knows that, um, especially with the linebacking core. Um, and they keep getting beat every week, then you got to look at the coach and say, what, you know, what's going on here, you know? So here we are, and Ron is going to be calling it. So we'll see what, what happens. I know he's supposed to be uh, having a little bit of assistance uh, from, I think it's the assistant defensive coach. Uh, so we'll see how it all, all plays out. But um, I, I would expect it to be a little bit different. And I, I think they may play a little better. Yeah. Uh, Champ, what are your thoughts on the the big news? Get Del Rio the f out of here. <laughs> Period. Like he should like like Dujan they say he should have been gone. He should have been gone. The prop. The, he, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm 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 trying to trying to stay. I, I, I feel you. Wusa. Wusa. Okay. Because I had somebody, because we streamed our live reactions to Survivor Series on Facebook as well as Twitch, and someone was looking forward to my thoughts on it. And I don't think they're seeing it because of what happened with Facebook. So F Facebook, by the way. Um, it was clear that Del Rio had the talent on defense, but he didn't have the proper scheme for that talent. Like you have a kid in Forbes who set the record for most pick sixes in, in FBS history, but yet somehow he's not adapting to the NFL and that's a that's that's definitely on Del Rio he's his coach he should have had him you know up to up to speed on that to the point that they actually benched this kid you know what I'm saying and so clearly clearly Del Rio is more concerned with you know being home and you know possibly talking about conspiracy theories about things and everything like that, whatever. I don't care. What I care about is a team that I grew up watching, a team that I saw win a Super Bowl at nine years old. I'm 41 now. And I have yet, I have barely ever gotten to see that kind of success that I've seen here. So Del Rio and the DB's host getting gone. Good. And again, please don't get it confused. I am not a fan of people losing their jobs. I'm in HR as by profession. And most like most most more notably in recruiting, we're all about getting people jobs. So someone losing their job, that's something we can't we don't we're not about. We're about getting people jobs. So don't get it confused and thinking I'm happy that someone lost their job. But at the same time, Del Rio deserved it. We lost to the Bears. 
a shitty Bears team. Then we lose to a shitty Giants team twice. Then we get dog walked on in Dallas on Thanksgiving. I want y'all to understand how painful Thanksgiving was for me. Not only having to see my dying father in the hospital, but having my girlfriend, who's a Cowboys fan, shit eat with a shit eating grin on her face, watching the Commanders get dog walked on Thanksgiving. I Thanksgiving sucked for me. Thanksgiving absolutely sucked for me. In more ways than one. And I'm so glad that Del Rio and that other coach were the sacrificial lambs for what happened there. And by the way, go back and listen to episode 331 of this podcast because I called it. Deron Brand was going to break the record against the commanders. Didn't I call that? I called it. And it happened. That's all I got to say. I called it and it happened. Yep, it's the only correction I have is it was on episode three twenty two. I've never updated oh. my Twitch title. That was my fault. But you're right. Oh. <laughs> it was all you the, right. the, the last episode. The last episode. The last episode. I called that Deron Bland was going to break the record for most picks in a season, and he did it against the Commanders when the game was already out of reach, and they decided to just pour salt in the room. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so I just figured out. I, a a uh, hockey group reported me, and I think that's what caused the avalanche. I shared it to one of the other just general NHL groups, and so that was clearly my mistake. And then they reported it as spam, and then Facebook it just created an avalanche. Which I, I just it's a show, and <sighs> they reported it as spam. Yeah, idiots. Yeah, and I just won't share it to that group anymore. But like that's kind of bullshit i think that they do their own show and maybe they didn't like my show or whatever but it's just like i hate that one and i'm not even gonna put it up for review i don't even give a fuck like this this episode is done on facebook it is not i might release clips to different groups later whatever but it's just it's like it sucks so much that someone like one thing like that could then just avalanche and take the whole show off the air um Yeah, it's really dumb. Well, you gotta think about something is that like I think it's the same thing with with Twitch. A lot of a lot of Twitch streams they have rules about self promotion promotion in in their in, in their chats, streams. which I understand. Yeah. But this is groups but they about might, hockey. Like they you know might I mean? yeah. they might have they might have a they might have a rule about yeah they they might and maybe I didn't know that because that group I don't know that well and I was just I was quickly just yeah you got you got you gotta be careful with that because you know some groups may have a thing about self promotion and things like that. It yeah. still sucks, but you know, it is what it is. You know? It is yeah. what it is. But anyway, I'm happy that I think I've discovered it. Because I was like, what did I do differently? I like, I was trying to figure that. That's the part that was really bugging me. Um, yeah. But regardless. Anyway. Um, so where do we go from here, Dujanae? We've got a game against the Dolphins. I don't know. I don't even, do we think, is it worth breaking down this Dallas game? I mean, it's more of the same. Not not really, because at the end of the day, uh, we saw much of the same. But we've been talking about all season long with Jack Del Rio. Um, and we've seen some of the things that, uh, you know, kind of plague this offense when they're basically forced to have to be passing a lot. And, and this defense is just fast up front. Uh, and we got some guys that just are not good in those positions. You know what I mean? Um, just struggling here and there. Uh, you know, sometimes they do well, sometimes they don't. So, um, yeah, it, it's much of the same. And, you know, it's really not worth – I like I said, I, I, I told you this was going to be bad. <laughs> we did. I mean, 
Yeah. It's unfortunate. I knew, I knew this Dallas game was going to be pretty it was gonna be bad. It was gonna be gnarly, but I didn't think they was gonna get dog walked like this. Oh, I did. Oh, I, I did. And I, I early I was like, okay, you know, they're keeping it close. And um, you know, then I think it was uh, I think right before the half, it was like a I think they were right before the half, they allowed a score quickly after they got it within like you know, a few, it was like 14 to, I think it was 14 to 10 or something like that. But um, yeah, I, they punched them right in the mouth. When they came, when they punched them right in the mouth, that was pretty much it. And, you know, I, and Dallas tried to, tried to keep them in for a little bit until the fourth quarter and it just went off the rails. So, um, you know, unfortunate, but like I said, it's hard for a team <clears throat> to play, and again, this is a team full of nice guys. Um, there's there's not really an a-hole in the in the locker room uh to kind of call people out and you know fire folks up a little bit, maybe even call coaches out. But um, you know, you can't you can't win when your coach is a lame duck. And everything that he's saying, that's fine. He has to say it. But at the end of the day, it don't mean Jack, because everybody knows at the end of the year. He's gonna get his walking papers along with a lot of other people. So, I just you know. it's gonna be interesting to have a lame duck coach and whether or not how many wins are you gonna try for at this point. And, you know, at this point, I mean, go out and play the games. Like I said, I don't tanking is not possible in the NFL. I don't care what people say. Yeah. You you people people on these teams are auditioning for a job, whether it's with the Commanders or somewhere else. They're in auditioning for a job. And I and, don't want that. I want to. I want to watch games every week that I actually care about. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, you know, absolutely. It's, it's just. It's too. There's too few of them. It's not like an 82 game season. There's only 17 of them. I want to enjoy 17 games in the year. Like it's right. not. That's not crazy. Um. No. And um. It's a, It'll be interesting to see how. You know what we do. Look, so, Miami. I, I. I'm with. I'm with her. I, I believe you, you got. You got two people that are gone, a coach that's fired, a guy in Ron Rivera who has done, has had some pretty good defenses in Carolina when he was in charge. Um, how much will change? Uh, you know, the scheme's not going to change, but the scheme is vast. So you can modify that to help out your back half and help out your linebackers a little bit. Um, you know, I, I agree with Hurt. I think the key is to get pressure into his face, come right up the middle. That's that's where he struggled the most. Um, you know, they don't really have the end power right now to come off the edges. But um, if you can you can kind of mix that up a little bit, I think think there it is it is a winnable game at home. And and it sounds funny to say that, but if you watch Miami throughout the season as I have, um, they play down to their opponents, man. I mean, they really do. And then they find themselves in dogfights that they have no business being in. And all we need, all you need on the back half is for them to play sound football. You, you, you're Tyreek's going to get his, but you, it's a matter of making those tackles and don't allow them to get the yak. Right. So, um, you know, in this Dallas game, Sam Howe still threw for 300 yards. So nobody wants to see him throwing it 44 times, but 
in the same instance, and I know people have been crying about the run, but in the same instance, this team has to do what's best for them. And what they do well is screens, simulating the run, and having some running plays, which I thought they did a pretty decent job uh, overall with the amount of rushes you've distributed out through three bats. So, you know, you, you do what you can and you do what works. Um, and it's at home. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, see if the change fires people up a little bit. Um, and, and we'll see if EB can clean up a few things there. And uh, if people are going to continue to buy in, because I mean, there's, you know, there's things that are floating around about, you know, people, you know, thinking that EB has a little bit too much power, whatever the case may be. I say cry me a river. You jabronis haven't won a darn thing. If you don't like it, get your butt out of the locker room and find somewhere else to play. And you got to think about something is that Miami's getting ready to come here and it's going to be, it's supposed to be cold. Oh yeah. On Sunday. Oh, yeah. I, we, haven't toasty. Seen, we haven't seen Miami play in a cold, in a cold weather area yet. Nope. We haven't seen what, how, how they built when it comes to temperatures that are not in the sixties or seventies. So that's going to be an interesting yep. thing to see how they, how they built and how they, they're, they're going to game plan when the temperature is like 30 or 40 degrees. Yep. That's one yeah. thing to think about. And exactly. I, here's a here's a crazy thing. I'm I'm conflicted again when it comes to this game because I have Tua as one of my starters in one of my fantasy leagues. And so a part of me is like, I don't want him to succeed because I don't want him to torch my team. But at the same time, I need him to succeed. So I win in fantasy. <laughs> it's a uh, tough conundrum to be is. in. And by the way, shout out to his brother who broke the record for most passing yards as a Big 12 quarterback. Uh, his younger brother did that with Maryland uh, this past weekend. And so you might have two, two tangible down lower brothers in the NFL coming up. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to be a surprise. I really do. I think this team, again, I, same thing I said with the Dallas game when I was talking to my family about that. Um, if they get punched in the mouth early, we're going to see more of the Cowboys game. Um, but I believe with a few adjustments on the back end, if Ron is, is about winning, he's going to make those adjustments needed. Um, and if they can adjust uh, to what the, the personnel is, offensively, they can move the ball. It's just about getting it in the end zone now, right? That's been, that, that's been the problem. That was the problem in the Dallas game, unable to really finish drives. Um, and I, I think they can do that. And again, Champ makes a good point. Uh, temperatures are going to be really cold. The, you know, the Miami boys are coming to a, a cold weather outdoor stadium. Um, it, it, it could play a role. And, and I think they'll be up for it being that someone got fired. Um, usually teams play well a- after games and someone gets fired. Look at the Las Vegas Raiders with uh, a- Antonio Pierce, the first game back. Um, and, and they still been fighting. Uh, even even this past weekend, they were fighting. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Again, people are playing for jobs. Coaches are coaching for jobs. Um, so, you know, I don't expect this team to come in and just lay down. But, again, if they get punched in the mouth early, we're going to see more of the Dallas game. By yeah. the way, rest in peace to Sean Taylor. 16 years ago today, we lost him. Yeah, that, that hurts. Yeah, he was one of my favorite players. Yeah, my favorite player of all time, really. Yeah, he was right up there. Oh, 
cut so short, so senseless. Ugh. Uh, I was in college at the time. It was ugh, in Philly too. And I don't yeah. cry over players, man. But that and, that made me cry because he's the no, same age hurt. as my. No, he's the hurt. same age as my brother, and ugh. it's like you know, it's just like man, you know, of all things, guys doing well, and you know, he he's he learned from a lot of his his mistakes. He was really on an upward trend, despite what uh you know national media wanted to paint him as. Um, you know, he was just becoming a man and, and really becoming, you know, a, you know, a really a leader, really, and a leader to help helping other people. And, you know, you hear the stories from other other players that played with him. But, you know, it's it's just it was horrible. That that was horrible. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I was so upset when that happened. Uh, yeah, it was just. It's such a shame. He he played with such intensity. I just think of even the Pro Bowl that hit on yeah. <laughs> right? Like just he did not know how to dial yeah. it back. But it's just like just the culture, how much that set us back as a team. You know, you know this like, franchise ain't been, been the same since. Yeah, no, I, I, I think about that a lot. You know, I hate to say things like that, but it set us it's back true. you know, decades. You it, know, it like, hasn't been the same since. It really hasn't. It's it's wild to think that, but you know despite the fact that Gibbs 2.0 wasn't, you know, what it was in the first, but, you know, there were moments, there were a lot of moments where Washington was in a, in a lot of, you know, at least in the hunt, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't drab at all. Um, and ever since that happened, it just hasn't been the same for this squad. Um, he was a Hall of Famer in my mind and a cornerstone part of that defense, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, and you could have built such a crazy defense around. I think of like, it reminds me a lot of that Ravens team, you know, from the 2000s. You could have built a team around him, you know, with that intensity. And there were there were good linebackers on the team at the time. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, it just completely unraveled in my mind that core of yeah. what it could have been. And, um, just and maybe it wouldn't have because, you know, Snyder is Snyder. And, and to be honest with you guys, I, I Snyder had one last dig, and that was selling this team late so that new ownership couldn't make any moves. So they had to go with what they had in place right now and hope that there's either Ron shows himself and they do well and they're able to build from this or they see what they have and they know status quo is status quo. And we're going to have to start over and we're going to have to build from the, you know, the front office general manager on out. So um, yeah, I think that was one last dig from Snyder, this late sell, you know, you're already deep and close to the draft. You can't make changes. I know as much people, much as people wanted it, you just can't make those changes. Um, so, you know, here we are. And, and to be honest, is it surprising to a degree? Um, but I think I think it's probably a little bit different story if they make the call to get rid of Jack Del Rio sooner. Because the defense in the beginning, and it has been all season, but in the right around the Denver game, that's when things were clearly unbalanced. Offense was doing its job, and every time to get a touchdown, defense gives up one. So I thought 
if they did it earlier, we could be singing a different tune. Are they, you know, four or five games above 500? I don't know, but they might have a winning record and actually be in the hunt. Um, you know, I don't think that nope. saves Ron's job at all, but I do think they play better if they get rid of the defense, defensive coordinator who doesn't know how to use his players. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that there's three or four games that could have been a difference maker and had a competent coach. I got to give a little Monday Night Football update. This is the craziest progression of events that just happened. So uh, the Vikings had the ball, lame duck throw just to kind of get it out, almost like he was throwing it away. It, it bounces off the fingertips of one guy into <laughs> the arm of the other guy who intercepts it. And then the first guy's helmet collides into the second guy, the same team. They collide into each other to catch the ball and they get it. And then the next play, they almost fumble it, but then they have to jump on that ball. It's just, <laughs> this is a mess of a game. It's, it's two bad teams, <laughs> two bad teams. And unfortunately for Minnesota, it's you lost your quarterback. And Josh Dobbs is doing the best that he can. Um, you know, you know, he's doing the best that he can. It's hard to come in and, and save a season like that, um, learn a whole new offense. It, it yeah, it's it's ugly. <laughs> it's currently it's ugly. not nine three. The Bears um are second and ten with ten minutes Baseball left in the score. fourth. Yeah, I mean, but like one <laughs> touchdown by the Vikings and they're in the lead, right? Yeah, it's just like exactly. Like, um, <laughs> well, the Vikings, the Vikings got is getting a boost because they're getting jo- uh, Justin Jefferson back after the bye. So yeah, that'll help. They need it. They need that'll it. Help. Yeah, that'll Justin, help Josh Jobson, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, indeed. Justin Fields is playing okay tonight. Oh, he just fumbled it. <laughs> I jinxed him, and he <laughs> fumbled it and gave it right back to. I just about to say he's been playing okay. Had not had a fumble yet, and then he, <laughs> then like as I am. Saying it, and he fumbles the ball. Oh, that's funny. Take, take over. <laughs> Robbie has the commentator's curse. There you go, commentator curse. Yeah, even on YouTube delay. Um, but anyway, the uh, <laughs> that's just wild. He was on the twenty-five yard line. They were driving and punched out, and um, it just uh, put yeah, just a nice punch out, and just sort of strips it down. And uh, fifty-two with the recovery. I mean, uh, I need Minnesota to get it together because I need one game to take sole possession of first place in the pick them. So I don't know who you picked. Oh, but... yes. Oh, who who did I pick? Now this is interesting. Because um, we're, we're tied. I know. Who, so who did you pick in this one? I picked Minnesota. Huh. All right. Let's see. Moment of truth. I'm going to scroll all the way down here. I also picked Minnesota. <laughs> we're going to stay tied. We're going to stay tied either way. <laughs> So yeah, I I'm curious though. My father-in-law is one game behind us. Did he also uh, pick them, or could he? Could could this? You can change? see it. You should be able to see it. Yeah, I'm gonna see it right now. Oh wow! And Hurt is right behind us. He's only one game back too. So let's yeah. see real quickly. I picked uh, Minnesota too. Okay. <laughs> Tom, Tommy picked Minnesota as well. And let's see what uh, Hurt did uh, in this one. It's been so close. It's been a really fun year. Um, let's pick them. Oh, um, this week, this week's pick them. I did really well. I'm 11 and four at this point. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, and Hurt also picked the Vikings. No one, no one took the Bears. Um, uh, so the Bears uh, are ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, it's gonna I, stay status quo then, <laughs> regardless, yeah, for sure. Let's see. Sith is right there in fifth. Did he 
pulling upset in this one? Uh, that's the last one. No, you also picked the Vikings. All right. But um, yeah, it's all very, very close. Let me see if I can pull it up on the screen. It's always hard to do this, but you can sort of let me see. That's not bad. Hold there you on. go. Um, so you got there you go. Uh, you have one less loss than me. I guess you didn't make a pick one week that I got a loss on. Yeah, and it kicked <laughs> it, it, it kicked that pick out because I always pick a, a I pick the Sunday when it's over. I pick Sunday and pick for next week. I don't even nice. wait. Nice. Yeah, what I've started to do is pick all the Thursday games for the season because they're all live right now, and so that way at least I can like. I don't get caught on a Thursday. And then on Thursday, I always like, oh, man, the picks, you know, right as the game starts. And then I make all the rest of the picks. But at least I've already got Thursday in the book. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I almost screwed myself over because I only picked the first Thursday game last week, not remembering it was Thanksgiving. And I so luckily I was like, oh, yeah. the picks. And I was yeah. like, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> anyway, uh, but um, yeah, it's been it's been fun for sure. All right. Any. uh uh, final thoughts that you've got, Dujanae. And then the other question I have for you is, do you have a show this week? Yes, we do have a show this week. Um, we're going to be talking wrestling with champ, uh, coming right out of the gates. We're going to talk about survivor series. We're going to talk about, uh, some, some of the good storylines that are going on between AEW and WWE. Uh, we will be talking NFL, uh, in the middle, uh, we're going to talk about some of the big matchups, big games that we've had with uh, Buffalo and uh, Eagles. There's a big matchup coming up this week with the 49ers in the in the Eagles at Lincoln Financial. Um, you got the, the Cowboys playing the Seattle Seahawks, um, and I think there's there's one more Denver. Denver plays, uh, I think it's New Orleans or something. But it, it the, these are teams that are kind of right in the hunt. Um, trying to move forward. Denver's pretty hot right now. I think they've won five in a row. So we're going to talk about some big matchups and some on the back end. Uh, really not much of a breakdown on the commanders, but we're just going to talk about what to, what's going to ha- what to look for going forward. And I think uh, if you go to my Facebook page, you you'll see uh, you know some of the coaches that I think are top five coaches that should be looked at, but. Don't get it twisted. I put the coaches out there, but this morning I put out the GMs and talent evaluators first because I, I, at the end of the day, I think the talent evaluator, the GM needs to be um, to be selected first. And I think you guys will like the the guys that I have selected. I know uh, Lamar Bland had put out um, another one for Ian, the guy who is the general manager, or he's uh, he works with the Chicago Bears. Um, just because of his, his record, his track record, uh, he's been a part of a lot of success. So uh, that was one that was in my sixth place. So that's why I didn't make the top five. But, um, you know, I'm just an analyst reporter, you know, looking at things. I love breaking this kind of stuff down when it comes down to, to college draft picks and especially when it comes to looking at talent evaluators and, um, you know, potential young coaches. Uh, I think what's important is this this team get a coach that gels and understands what the modern player uh, and can can relate to the modern player. Uh, it, it's time to get rid of the retreads. I know you know Bill Belichick. Look, that's why he's not having success in in New England right now because he cannot relate to the younger player. It's a new generation, and you see these young guys. Look look at look at the Miami coach. 
Um, look at a lot of these young coaches. Look at Kevin O'Connell. Look at look at uh, Sean McVay. Um, look at Matt LaFleur. These guys are having success because they can relate to the younger player, uh, to today's player. Uh, a lot of these older coaches that are not relating to – that cannot relate and are insisting on doing their job and doing it the way they want to do it no matter what, they're losing their jobs and they're not winning. So, um, you know, check those out and – Tell me what you think, who should be the GM, who should be the coach, who you want to be the coach. I'm really interested to see what the fans think about that as well. But my final thought is, is just, you know, it is what it is. You're going to have to hang in there. The thing of it is that you have is new ownership. Uh, all you have to do is look at Josh Harris's track record. Uh, they don't play. Like I said, they quickly got rid of Harden and sent him over to the Clippers. Uh, they don't play that nonsense. Um, they really are about business and they're about winning. You look at anything that Magic has had his hands on, it does not fail. Uh, and in at the end of the day, go go look at the uh, the little the documentary on the Showtime Lakers and see, you know, a little bit exaggerated on some things, but Magic was about winning, has always been about winning, and he doesn't like losing as the owner of this team. He wants to win still. Um, and they will do that. I, I just hope that, um, you know, they do their due diligence, don't rush. And I hope they're doing that now because if you do it when the season's over on Black Monday, you're kind of behind, right? You know, draft coming up, all these different things. So, um, yeah, I, just hang it, hang in there. It's ugly. And I know all of us thought that this team would be in a better position just looking at the talent on the roster. And I know a lot of people, I, I personally don't, didn't agree with it either, getting rid of Chase and Montez, but you also have to look at what the ownership is looking at. And they're looking at getting high draft picks to bring in quality players to shore up some of these holes, especially on the offensive line that wasn't addressed. So, um, you know, and, and it was a concern coming in. A lot of people were talking about it, Seawall, um, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of the analysts that cover this team were talking about that O-line being a problem and not being addressed. And, you know, your guy in charge didn't seem to think it was a big deal. So um, just ride it out the rest of the season. Hopefully they can at least look respectable. But at the end of the day, uh, it's going to be a new day uh, next year. And we'll see what this team does as far as general manager and whether they decide to keep EB or not. Uh, he's in an audition as well. And, um, I, I, you know, with some of the things going on and, um, you know, the way things have looked, I don't know if he does stay. I don't know if anybody stays. But at the end of the day, there's going to be change. So the first change has already happened, and that's ownership. So I know it's tough. Just hang in there. Yeah, it's, it's tough for sure, but uh, I always appreciate your insight. I think next week will be the last Commander show we do of 2023, unless um, Carol does a pop-up, um, because we do have a bye week on my birthday show, which is kind of nice. It means I don't have to talk about a loss on my birthday <laughs> show, by definition. Um, so um, next week, uh, I'm hoping to get Rio, a friend of yours, uh, Dijanae, on, um, and hopefully get all of our breakdown of the Miami game and going into the bye week and uh, 
Uh, hopefully that will be a, a fun show uh, that all of us can do together. And then the following week, I'll do a birthday special where I'll probably just focus more on hockey and basketball, maybe even do a little bit of a shorter show. Um, I'm trying to get Tim live in studio for that one. Maybe Arun also live in studio for that one. But uh, I appreciate you helping us break down this whole season. And then obviously our winter season will start uh, with the national championship game in college. And I hope for your sake uh, that your favorite team, uh, Georgia, makes it to that. Um, I hope so. Because um, that means you probably wouldn't be on that episode, but it, I'd be very excited for you. Um, you know, I, I, I might I might pop in for yeah, a little bit. All right, there you go. Yeah. So um, I I always enjoy starting the new year with that, and uh, we'll take three weeks off in between. Uh, but yeah, so next week will be our last Commander's Talk. Uh, the following week will be the birthday special, and then we'll take three weeks off. But I appreciate you, Dijanay, uh, as always, for helping uh, keep us even-keeled uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, helping us predict stuff, whether it's your namesake scoring you know, touchdowns or um, you know, <laughs> yeah. def- defensive coaches getting fired. Um, but, you know, it, it's been... Uh, been an interesting season for sure it has been and uh go Valdosta to state uh we got a playoff game here at home uh, against lenore ryan i'm super excited i hope they win this one at home and get closer to that d2 national championship nice awesome very cool well definitely go check out dujanae the links will be in the description on the website you can catch our uh, podcast links everywhere on sports.thb.com and uh, yeah check out the not playing show this week uh has some fun and exciting guests including uh champ who i'm going to talk to now about some basketball but uh appreciate you and uh happy that you had a, a good thanksgiving all things you know oh yeah, <laughs> yeah not football related <laughs> uh but um uh we'll definitely talk to you next week all right brother Looking forward to seeing you, champ. DJ, I'll see you on Wednesday, brother. All right, brother. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, we're going to bring in Arun here to help us break down a win live on air. It's so rare. Um, uh, But I will let Arun give his thoughts on uh, the commander situation first before I switch over the graphics um, for our basketball talk. Uh, But Arun, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, My Thanksgiving wasn't uh, bad, more relaxing. What about you? Yeah, it was good. I, I uh, had family uh, in town. Usually we go to travel to New York City or down in North Carolina. And it was nice that everyone traveled to visit us this time. And my parents uh, rented out a really nice restaurant in downtown D.C. so we didn't have to cook. Um, and uh, we had a whole family thing there. It was great. And I had the game on my phone and I could easily swipe it away when it was getting very bad. Um, and uh, yeah, I tried to enjoy my time with family and not too much with the commanders. But uh, you know, I'm happy that we finally got our uh, coach fired. Any thoughts quickly on uh, the uh, uh, promotion, I guess, of our head coach to defensive coordinator? Um, no, it's been a long time coming uh, for Jack Del Rio to have been fired because his play calling was abysmal. I forget the, the when their last winnable game, he called like an all out blitz and it just like. I don't know why he he did that. It was just kind of ridiculous. And in the second, he the the commanders dominated in the first half of that game with the defense. Like against the Eagles, they were like just bad. I know they're missing Chase Young and um, uh, Sweat, but they were bad before then. And it's been a long time coming that the play calling from the defense needed to change. And uh, it's probably too late, but at least maybe there is some change and they're they actually do care about some accountability 
Yeah, people are watching what I'm doing on Twitch. I'm quickly creating a second scoreboard uh, of the hockey game. At least I don't have to worry about uh, Facebook banning me, you know, for showing parts of the hockey game. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, let me see. Does that graphic look pretty good? Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, the hockey, the puck has just dropped on this hockey game. Uh, it's still zero zero, and uh, I'm just trying to wait for the scoreboard to stop showing the defensive players to see if I've angled that correctly, and then I'm gonna move it up over to there when it's ready. Um, Arun, I, I do want to ask you a quick question. Did you watch any of the um, um, uh, uh, the Ravens game that was last night? um yeah like some of the game i it was like a lot closer than i thought it would be but um in the end even even though it was somewhat close the ravens just kind of pulled away like 20 to 10 the chargers defense hadn't been that good like prior to that they've given up like huge amount of points uh but maybe like there was no jet lag that they had to deal with so that probably like given that's night game so um the Ravens, they finally kind of put it back together after um, they had a disappointing loss a couple of weeks ago, but now they're right back on track and they're dominating again. Yeah. Um, I was I was excited that they got the win. I was a little disappointed that it was that close. Um, but uh, it was definitely an exciting game. Um, it was a lot of back and forth. And uh, I couldn't believe Justin Tucker missed a field goal. I thought that was going to doom them. Like, they were only up three. I kind of had this, like, horrible feeling that they might go and uh, march right down the field and score. Uh, but I was lucky that that didn't happen. Uh, I do now have the scoreboard live. Uh, we have the scoreboard for both the Wizards game and the hockey game. It's trying new things. So the Wizards game is over. We did win that one big. Um, I'll let Arun give any final thoughts. Any other thoughts on the NFL before we switch gears? Um, no, not really. The, it was close in the first half between the Commanders and Cowboys, but it was kind of not so much after. <laughs> the Eagles yeah. should have got called for a horse collar tackle. By the way, just going to put that out there. Okay. I, um, well, I, they are the luckiest team. Sometimes I'm always very like surprised at the calls that they get, and then going to overtime and that crazy kick and um that was a very exciting and crazy back and forth game for sure i don't know if you guys got to see that did champ did you watch any of that game i did i watched i watched the tail end of that game including overtime and but i saw the images on facebook on social media of the the tackle on josh allen where they grabbed his jersey and bring him down and there was a no call of a of a horse collar tackle and i think that that should have been called i think that if that had been called that would have been a lot different game than what we would have got with the Eagles ended up winning with uh, Jalen Hurts running in on a quarterback draw to win the game. I think they would have been a lot different had they called that horse collar tackle. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't see that play specifically, but uh, I believe you. Um, all right. So we got a power play. I think I got the scoreboard now showing up correctly. Look at that. I you now have the power play timer display. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm impressing myself with my OBS skills. Um, but you can see the live uh, scoreboard, including the, how much time is left on the power play. Now the caps are on the power play, by the way, um, they have two shots on goal, three minutes into the first period. Um, 
And by the way, the Vikings did march down the field and scored a touchdown. So they did take that 10-9 lead, uh, 540 left in uh, that one as well. But let's get into the Wizards. Let me see if I can get a scoreboard up for that. Um, Arun, were you able to watch any of this Wizards game? Uh, the Pistons? Yeah, I caught the highlights and of the win, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they, they, um, Denny had a really good game and, um, Gafford got to the rim. The Pistons have continued to struggle. So the battle for the worst team in the East, the Wizards won the game and, uh, Denny was, uh, pretty good. Jordan Poole struggled, I believe, but Kuzma had a pretty good game with 32 points. And, um, yeah, it's like overall good for the Wizards to get a win. They even dominated in garbage time. And they have the best garbage time lineup. And this time the Wizards had a comfortable lead and they, they didn't let it go. And um, Tyus Jones also had a decent game with 12 points and four assists. And winners, a win against uh, the Pistons. They hired Monty Williams, I believe, like something like $8 million a year. And they have a worse record than the Wizards. So not sometimes hiring a bet, new head coach is not always like the best thing. And the Pistons are one of the worst teams they've been tanking for five years. And um, Kuzma was the difference in this game. They have a veteran like him and the Pistons are still rebuilding and the Wizards are the beginning of their rebuild as well. Yeah. I guess this is the one downside is if you're trying to out lose the Pistons in um, in the tanking, uh, (laughs) I guess you failed in the first attempt, but uh, I'm happy that they actually got the same lottery odds. That's more just like confirmation. That doesn't that's, really matter. That's true. And I we were just talking about how I don't like games that don't matter at all. So I am happy that the Wizards are able to put together a, a good win. So they outscored them by four in the first. Um, actually, the Pistons outscored the Wizards in the second, but then the Wizards put together a 37-point third um, quarter uh, and held the Pistons to 29, and then they also scored 32 in the fourth and held the Pistons to 24. So they kind of pulled away uh, there, uh, again, 126 to 107. And as Arun was talking, Kyle Kuzma had a, a good game, and they had six players, I think, was it six or seven? Seven, 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 seven. players in double digits, yeah. Uh, so that is uh, good. Uh, Champ, what are some of your thoughts on this game? We finally got to see the Wizards actually play a, ge- a complete game, actually. And as we mentioned earlier on, Robbie, they didn't choke this one away. They actually led and they stayed in the lead and they played ahead and they did what they had to do against a team that was just as bad as they are. I mean, Detroit, the D- Detroit Pistons are, are a terrible team period. And they were able to do what they needed to do in in Detroit. They shot from almost 51% from the field. They shot almost 35% from beyond the arc. Um Kyle Kuzma went off. Kyle Kuzma had 32 points. He had a double double, 32 points and 12 rebounds. So he had, he did his thing. I uh Denny did his thing with 16 points. Uh I mean everybody contributed in this game and it was a really really great game for the wizards and it's crazy because last week's podcast i was generous in giving them a two and two week and yet this was the only win that they were able to muster this week but it was a really impactful win for the wizards because they went into enemy territory and was able to absolutely do what they needed to do as a team and be able to win on the road and absolutely have 
great offensive success having seven players in double figures. So a great win by the Wizards. Great win. Great win. Yeah. Let's uh, go back to the beginning of the week. Um, We thought that they could win through the bookend games. They unfortunately did not beat the Hornets. It was a close game. Uh, but Charlotte outscored them 39 to 23 in the fourth, which ended up being the difference in this game as they only won by three points. Um, I'll, I'll start off with you, uh, Ken. What were some of your thoughts on this one? Um, I mean, the Hornets, their record doesn't reflect how talented they are. And the fact that, again, this is another game where they kind of choked away the win. The Hornets were down by 19 at one point and they were able to rally back to be able to win this game. And I think that's a, a, a big testament to the, the, the talent that this team has. LaMelo ball had 34 points and 13 assists. He had a double, double in this game. Uh, Kuzma also had a double, double with 28 and 10 assists. So this was one of those games where it could have gone either way. Unfortunately, it did not go the way of the wizards. And that was one of the, the things that I was very concerned about, especially because I thought that the games against the Bucks and the Hornets, the Bucks and Atlanta were going to be the ones we we're going to lose. I did not think we we're going to lose this game, but yet we did lose this game, but it was very, very close for a, a lot of this game. It's coming a little bit of a rivalry between these two teams. They seem to play each other pretty tough. A lot of them have been pretty close. Arun, what are some of your thoughts on this one? Yeah, right now the Hornets have won two of the last three games, but all I guess the last two games have been close, but the Wizards had big leads and they kind of uh, gave them up in both of the, their losses. And um, uh, they couldn't really slow down LaMelo Ball. And uh, they that's like 117 points and just giving up that many points in the fourth quarter. There's some bad late game execution. Um, but Jordan Poole kind of struggled in this one as well. And, uh, yeah, the Hornets are not that good, but near the Wizards, and they can't afford to let their gas off the pedal. And maybe some of the rotations were bad, but uh, the Wizards are still coming together with all the new pieces that they have um, with the team. Yeah, uh, there's some rough stuff going on uh, between Tom Wilson and one of the Sharks players. Uh, unfortunately, the Caps did not score on the power play. And um, uh, but uh, there's a lot of chirping going back and forth right now. Uh, it all becomes a huge hit down low, but it was a very clean hit. He hit him right in the, the chest, but he went flying and down to the ice. And uh, so Tom Wilson is, of course, uh, being Tom Wilson and, um, you know, telling him how much he owned him with that hit. Um, but yeah, no score still uh, so far in uh, this game. Um all right, going back to the basketball. Unfortunately, they lost that game that we thought they would to the, the Bucks, but it was actually closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, pretty close game all the way through. Um, the Wizards outscored them by one in the first. They were tied in scoring in the second. In the third, the Bucks outscored them by four. Um, and the Wizards uh, had this, they both scored 39 points in the fourth quarter, and the Milwaukee Bucks only won by three points. I mean, it was a, a pretty close game back and forth uh, throughout. Uh, the game. Um, I'm pretty impressed with our ability uh, to play a, a really good game. If you look at the Wizards here, I mean, they had four players uh, that scored more than 20 points. Kuzma, uh, Jordan Poole, um, Jones, uh, and Corey Kispert. So, 
uh, just overall, I thought it was a pretty good game, especially on the road in one of these tournament games. Uh, Ken, what were some of your thoughts? I mean, Brooke Lopez went off on this game. He had 39 points coming from the center position. Dame Dollar, Damian Little had 31 points, and Giannis had 31 as well. So they their top three players had big points uh, when it came to this game, whereas on the Wizards' side, they had six players in double figures. So they had the, they had the offense, but they just didn't have the defense to be able to stop – one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. So it was a tough loss to for the Wizards to have to play uh, the Bucks this close and only lose by three points. They could have easily have won this game. But unfortunately, the offensive input from three from the top three players on the Bucks team was more than enough to be able to give the Bucks the victory on this one. And it like the Wizards were already eliminated from the end game, uh, the end season tournament, but this one made them 0 and 4 in the tournament and really made it a no doubt that they're not going to even be a, a factor in this, in this tournament. Yeah. It's interesting because those three players combined for 101 points, um, which is only 27 less uh, points than the wizard scored in that, in you know, the entire roster. So, um, it's pretty impressive for three players to all put up over 30 points in a game. Um, Arun, what were some of your thoughts on it? Yeah, the Wizards uh, played about as well as they could offensively. Like the Bucks, as Ken mentioned, they had three guys with 30-plus points. Um, but the Bucks are supposed to be a championship contender, and they kind of like traded their future. So like for Dame Lillard, so uh, just kind of, it was kind of impressive that the Wizards were able to keep it this close. Granted, Gafford probably could have done a better job guarding Brook Lopez out on the perimeter, but and, and down low, but because he had 39 points. But overall, uh, Jordan Poole probably with his best game of the season with uh, 25 uh, or seven assists, and uh, like that was a pretty good game for him. Uh, they just couldn't get over the hump, and the Bucks are, um, I think, they're one of the best teams in the East and the Wizards, they they really weren't set up. If, um, Kyle Kuzma's your best player, and they played like them to three points. And even in the game I went to, like it was a one-point game going into the fourth quarter, so the Wizards kind of got a rhythm against the Bucks. Like in that game, even though they lost in the fourth quarter, um, it's good that they had some confidence um, and played some decent balls through stretches of this game. Yeah, unfortunately... Um... The Capitals just got called for tripping, uh, so San Jose is now on the power play. But a frustrating call because I don't. I, I think that they, if anything, I think they took our player down. But uh, oh, what a great defensive play to get over because the goalie was out of position. Uh, One twenty six left in the power play. Um, I'm asking the Caps roundtable if they think that was a trip. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been a, it was an interesting week for sure. Let's get into that last game just real fast, um, which is the Hawks game. I didn't expect us to get blown out this badly. It was pretty close at the end of the first, 34-30. Uh, but unfortunately, in the second, they outscored us 36-28. to In the third, they blew us out 37-20. to uh, And then it was pretty close in the fourth, but it was garbage time at that point. They blew us out 136-108. to um, But uh, 
Uh, yeah, Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter both uh, scored uh, over 20 in this one. Uh, a lot of other players scored in double digits. Um, the Wizards just didn't have enough scoring. They don't, uh, a lot of players in double digits, but just didn't have that one player to like really match up and put like a big number on the board. Um, but Ken, what are some of your thoughts on this one? Yeah, seven players scoring double figures in this game, but yet no one scored over 12 points. You're not going to win many NBA games when no one scores over 12 points in a game. I think Butler Butler may have scored 13. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah, Butler was the only one that scored over 12 points. But again, when you have only one player score over 12 points and you have seven players in double figures, but no one else scores over 12 points, you're not going to win many games. You're not. You're not going to win it. And then when you can't play defensively enough to keep very skilled players from scoring over 20, like over over that number and have a couple score over 20 points, you're not going to win many games. And the problem is also you had a couple you have a, he had you had um Gallinari, he he rested on this game because it was a back-to-back. I knew that Washington was not going to win this game because of the fact it was off a of back-to-back where it was. They were on the road in Milwaukee, and then they came home to Washington. So I knew that this was going to be a game that they were not going to win. But not only did they not win, they absolutely got smoked by Atlanta. And it's 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 crazy to think about that, you know, the Wizards are just that bad as a team in what is a not so strong conference and yet they this was their ninth straight loss by the way this was their ninth straight loss going into uh coming out of this game with Trey Young going with a double double it was it was not pretty it was not pretty at all and that's that's there's nothing more to say about this yeah uh Arun any final thoughts on that one yeah, the Hawks are kind of like coming into this game. They had put up 152 and 147 points in a back-to-back game. So, And the Wizards are coming off uh, a game the previous night, whereas the Hawks didn't uh, play the night before. So it's going to be tough. And Jordan Poole also missed this game uh, with a knee injury. Uh, Koulibaly missed the game on Friday. But even without um, Jordan Poole, maybe their defense was better at time at stretches. But the as Ken alluded to, they didn't really have anybody who could fill it up on the offensive end. And Atlanta, they're they may not be great, but they're eight and seven as it stands, and uh, they 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 look like they'll they'll be in the playoff picture. Whereas the Wizards, uh, they they were shorthanded, and um, while they played well against the Bucks, they didn't really play well against Atlanta, and they're. Um, also missing Gallinari probably hurt their death and their defense was worse in granted Atlanta's uh top offensive team but um giving up 136 points is probably almost always going to result in a loss I'm looking here at this stat line right down here the turnovers they you know doubled us up we had 20 turnovers and they only had nine and so if you convert 10 turnovers let's say into a bucket you know each you know, that's the difference of 20 points which isn't everything here but it definitely would make a yeah significant progress in and helping them so um you know they were out rebounded and yeah basically didn't 
the other team had 13 steals, you know, so talk about turning those into points. Uh, so um, I was actually impressed with their points in the paint, though. It's pretty even, but just overall, um, just giving the Hawks too many opportunities. Let's take a look at the upcoming schedule uh, here. Uh, they've got a um, two games in Orlando. They play on Wednesday and Friday, both down there, um, both seven o'clock games. Uh, and then uh, next week, they'll play the 76ers uh, live on air during our podcast. Um, oh, wait. Am I reading this wrong? I am. So they play. Oh, they have a week off. Wait, I thought they played some of the in-game tournament games that week. Is that not, does it not get posted? I'm so No, confused. It, what it looks like from the schedule is that after we play the Magic on the 1st of December, we have 10 days off before we play the 76ers. But I thought that while the in-game tournament is going on for the other ones, that we play one of the other loser bracket teams. So maybe this is not announced yet? Yeah, we- probably not. I don't know. But it looks like from the schedule is that after we play the Magic on the 1st, on on the we're off for 10 days. Yeah, I think that there are because they did talk about how during the tournament, the teams that don't make the tournament, you know, the other rounds will play each other. So that way that they all have the same number of games at the end of the season. Uh, So I don't know when those get scheduled and for what time. But anyway, we'll 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 talk about the two magic games um, and then next week we'll probably know more uh, (laughs) the rest of this schedule. Um, But I guess on my birthday episode, we will have the uh, 76ers on uh, live uh, during that one. But I I guess we'll break down the magic. You can choose the magic or more magic. Um, (laughs) But um, Ken, which would you like to choose? (laughs) I'll choose the magic. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Okay. So, we're playing the Magic two like uh, in two times in three nights, both in Orlando. I mean, the Magic they're they're actually second in the East right now, so they're actually playing very well. Paolo uh, Paolo Banchero, who is a forward for the Magic, is currently averaging almost twenty points a game uh, for them. So this is going to be one of those games where. They need to play as hard and as tough as they played the Milwaukee Bucks this past week if they're going to beat them. I think that if they can play them as tough as they played the Magic, maybe they can come out with a split. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe they come out with a split. But let's focus on Wednesday. Maybe they come out with some fire on Wednesday. They just beat the Detroit Pistons. They absolutely own the Detroit Pistons on the road. Maybe they go on the road and they beat the Orlando Magic on Wednesday. We'll have to see. But that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they maybe split the uh, this Wednesday-Friday uh, road game with the with the Magic. I was looking ahead over here to the different groups in the in-season tournament, and it looks like some of them haven't played their fourth game yet. So my guess is that once they play their fourth game and they know where the final seeding is on that, then they'll announce the other games. Uh, but um, just to hazard a guess, because I feel like you wouldn't want us to play the game so much later than the other team. And I believe that that week is when they have the in-season tournament uh, knockout uh, round games so uh but we'll have more to talk about that in the next week but Arun, what are your thoughts on the magic and more magic 
Yeah, the Magic will probably beat the Wizards twice. They're 12 and 5. They won seven games in a row. They beat the Celtics by 17, and the Celtics are the best team in the East. Um, so I'd be kind of surprised if the Wizards got a win. It'd be definitely their best win of the season if they beat Orlando. And Orlando, yes, they've been traditionally bad, but they finally, their rebuild looks like it's uh, taking hit. Um, like Paulo Bencaro, he was on Duke, and he's. Uh, coming into his own uh, Franz Wagner he's uh, one of the best young players he's German he's the brother of Mo Wagner who was on the Wizards and I think he's on the Magic now so looks like Orlando and Jalen Suggs is having an incredible year and they're playing really good defense so uh, I think Orlando is going to win both these games yeah, I'll mention this to you. I do, unfortunately, have to say that San Jose did score a goal there at the 10-23 mark. Um, uh, 7.53 left in the first period. They're now down one nothing. Both teams have nine shots on goal. Uh, the Bears um, are up now. Uh, just won the game uh, 12-10 to over the Vikings. Um, so everyone in our pick got it wrong. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, we all, me and Dujan, they stay tied at the top. Uh, but, um, yeah, first team to win without scoring a touchdown this season. All teams were 0 and 28 without scoring a touchdown this year. Um, if they didn't score a touchdown. So interesting fact there in that one. Um, so yeah, what a, a horrible, horrible game. Uh, but <laughs> it is what it is. And uh they won it. Uh the suck bowl, 12-9. Uh, or 12-10, I'm sorry. Gotta give them that extra point. Um, all right. Uh so I guess we've covered the wizards. Um, and we've covered, I think, all of the different sports that I was gonna cover uh tonight. Uh again, the capitals are down one-nothing. Uh, but I'll let people go and watch that Arun any thoughts on any of the different DC sports or anything else that you want to share before we end the show uh no not really uh it was good going to the I didn't bring it up it's going to go in the caps game with you like 10 days ago oh and, yeah yeah and then um it was good going to the wizards game even though I was pretty sure the wizards gonna lose it was still fun to actually go to a basketball game and I think they played better than normal and it was good that the Caps continued their winning streak when me and Robbie showed up. I think they're undefeated in our only appearance. But yes, that's yeah. true. We're one and zero. So uh, I appreciate you coming out, and um, uh, I'll definitely be inviting you guys to the both of my birthday party in person. Uh, there will be a hockey game on, um, uh, and then also uh, on the podcast after on that Monday, you guys are both welcome. I'm going to try to get Tim to come over. I know that that one might be tough because it's a Monday night, but um, uh, it, it it should be a fun couple of weeks. These next couple of weeks, I, I am excited for the Capitals, even though they are down one nothing to one of the worst teams in the NHL right now. But, you know, it, it happens. Uh, there's still a lot of hockey left to be played in this one. Uh, but Arun, I had so much fun catching my first hockey game with you uh, 10 days ago. That was a lot of fun. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you maybe uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but I uh, hope that you have a, are, are you doing any uh, Hey Arun podcasts um, coming up? Uh, yeah, I I think I'll come up with another one. Momentorium on one of my fantasy football seasons and, and maybe in Brian's league, I'm going for missing the playoffs, but having the most points in fantasy in that league. So that'll be like 
there are two more weeks to go. I could still make the playoffs, but I'm, I could get the most points. So that'd be more incredible than winning the league, I feel like. So you could have the most points, but lose every week just because of matchups? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, just because of like some other team had the most points. I have like the second or third, second or third most points right now, but just wow. been getting unlucky the last couple. Tim had a really good week against me, and he's so Tim might make the playoffs over me, even though he has like <laughs> less points than me. So it'll be pretty funny. But I won like the league two years in a row, so somebody else is bad. It's like kind of like the, the uh, karma is trying to let somebody else win. Like. <laughs> that's funny all right uh well uh, i hope that you have a good week in fantasy and uh we'll definitely talk to you next week sure thanks for having me on all right so um i, I can't do any sort of you know thing with your facebook i had i was gonna say i was so excited to see you on facebook uh doing your show uh i know that there's been a ton of wrestling news uh let me change uh, the graphics real quickly um uh but let people know uh, all the latest wrestling thing. I mean, we talked about uh, CM Punk a little bit earlier, or at least uh, Hurt alluded to it um, when you were coming on. Uh, what are your thoughts on the return of CM Punk and uh, an exciting uh, card uh, this uh, past week that you covered live on air? I mean, <clears throat> I mean, no one. There, there's a saying in wrestling that never say never, and we, no one ever ever really thought that CM Punk would return to WWE after almost 10 years away, after he walked away from WWE in 2020 in 2014, the day after rest, uh, after Royal Rumble. But yet he showed up in Chicago at Survivor Series and absolutely out, uh, absolutely upstaged the return of Randy Orton, who's been gone for a year and a half due to a back injury. And it's just absolutely incredible that CM Punk has been able to get over the issues that he's had with not only Triple H, but just with the company itself to be able to come back and be a part of this company. Like I'm currently watching Raw right now. Like I'm watching on on a on a bit of a delay, so I'm trying to see what CM Punk's gonna say and everything like that. But it's incredible to think about the fact that CM Punk has come back to this, the very company that he said he would never come back to. It's yeah. crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. And not only that, but AEW is doing a round robin tournament known as the Continental Classic uh, on their shows, and then on at the same time, New Japan is doing their annual. World Tag League, which has been absolutely interesting and absolutely crazy to, to follow as well. So, uh, if you if you're tuning in to the No Spots podcast this coming weekend, this is going to be on Sunday. We're going to have a lot to talk about when it comes to World Tag League. What happened with CM Punk being back in WWE? Everything that happened with Survivor Series. Make sure you check us out on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash True No Spots Pod, and make sure you check out us on audio platforms spotify and amazon music for those podcasts yeah i'm doing uh, the command people could just click the heart button right now you can also find out more about champ there but yeah it, it's crazy with the, the cm punk story it's funny i saw in one of the facebook groups one guy who had this great afro said he would shave his head if punk showed back up tonight and then i saw in the comments a, a picture of him with shaved head i don't know if it's ai or photoshop or whatever but i thought that was kind of funny um and uh 
yeah, it seemed to surprise a lot of people and kind of upstaged a little bit of what was going on that night. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm excited to see him back. I think that there's a lot of rivalries, especially maybe with Rollins and, um, you know, a lot of things that they can now do with bringing him back. Yeah, I can't believe it's been that long. It doesn't feel like it's been that long because he's just always in the news. But, um, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens next with that storyline. But definitely everyone go check out uh, the No Spots podcast, sportsothb.com. Click the podcast partners button. You can get uh, the No Spots podcast there. Uh, you can also get the Power Play Point podcast also. Uh, and uh, Dujanay's show as well, The Not Planned. So uh, three podcasts on tonight that you can catch all their latest episodes on the website. I will clip this up for YouTube. I am very salty about Facebook. I, you know, we we will see. Uh, Carol's wanted to move Facebook away from Facebook. Facebook is real. Facebook is we is very real weird. They're very yeah. weird. Yeah, it is a strange company. It's messed up CP3 for a long time. We haven't liked it for a long time. But you know, we have a big group over there, and I want to you know get people's thoughts and get people's questions. And you know, maybe I shared to the wrong group. I don't know, but it's uh it's frustrating because we've been over there for eight years and I've never gotten a dime. You know, and they were like, I think they just want to basically screw over people who don't want to pay for their booths, you know, and um, I refuse to give them a dime. You know, it's, I'm not going to do it. And uh, if people have to come over to Twitch or watch me later on YouTube, then so be it. But um, it's uh, I, I might actually start doing a live broadcast over to YouTube. Uh, we'll see um, if that might be the way to go. But it's uh yeah, Facebook is on my shit list for sure. But I thank you everyone for tuning in on uh, Twitch and uh, checking us out after the fact. And I may clip up some parts of this and share it later. But um, uh, Champ, you're awesome as always. I am going to end the audio podcast here. Um, and luckily, I'm I just keep... I'm just going to say Nookie Daniel sayonara because I have to go to the restroom. Yes, go for it. All right. Thank you, Champ. I appreciate it um all right we're gonna stop that audio recording there thank you for everyone for tuning in um i will try to still get this up at the normal time uh but dc sports without the politics sports on the hill podcast uh you can check us out on all the different platforms and uh yeah it's been a fun show a lot of great people on thank you to hurt and to dujanae and to champ and to arun uh also a thank you to the hockey round table you know it's fun to have casey back on uh c4 um and uh, gill as well so uh, a great uh show catch all of them all their information all of that is in the notes you can catch all the latest episodes uh on the website we posted on the website a you know, about a week later, but you can always get the YouTube stuff on our YouTube channel uh, the next day, uh, as well as on all the audio podcast platforms uh, within uh, 24 to 48 hours. So appreciate everyone for tuning in and rocking with us these eight years. We've got two shows left uh, before we take our break. Uh, appreciate it. And we'll talk to you all soon.